Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about sustainable and ESG investing from leaders in the field. My name is Paul Ellis, and I'm your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. Net zero emissions by 2050 is the new North Star of environmental impact ambition for many corporations, governments, and investors. In order to achieve this goal, major corporate players across all sectors of the global economy must be held accountable. My guest today is Pratima Divji, head of Capital Markets, CDP North America. She leads engagement with the financial sector to measure and manage the climate and environmental impacts of companies and to guide them in deploying more sustainable practices. Hello, Pratima, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Paul, pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, I'm very glad you could join us today. And let's begin our conversation by giving our listeners some perspective for the ambitions of CDP's work with companies. The combined value of the world's largest companies by market value is $35 trillion. These companies generate 31 gigatons of greenhouse gas emissions each year, which is the equivalent of 8,100 coal power stations. On the other side of the ledger is the $5.5 trillion estimated annual global market for low-carbon goods and services around the world. So how does disclosure through CDP further environmental goals within the capital markets? I think the way to answer that perhaps is, you know, two areas. So let me start with just explaining a little bit about how we engage with companies first and then talk a little bit about how that works with the capital markets. Please do. Paul, you've probably come across, you know, the, the climate disclosure frameworks and guidelines that are out there. I think one area where everyone's sort of, you know, been working and trying to figure out is how do you generate structured data? Structured data that helps you assess, that helps you analyze, that provides insights, then helps you build benchmark and you know, trends into making financial decisions. And I think that's really where CDP comes in. So what we have done is we have taken the, you know, what is today considered the gold standard, which is the task force for climate-related disclosure framework. So we've taken the TCFD framework and We've built an algorithm, if you will, a set of questions that breaks down this framework into really structured thinking and analysis. And we ask every company to respond on each of these questions. The result of that is we then provide a scoring to the companies, which really gives them a quick assessment of their readiness on their climate strategies or their environment strategies. The reason why we do that is because we realize that developing a climate goal, which is really a climate strategy, and it has to really fit into a company's enterprise risk management framework, is a roadmap. It takes time to build, and there's always a starting journey, and there's always, you know, the the assessment of where you've come for your targets and actually managing your climate risks. This structured data is then provided to the financial institutions that are signatories of CDP. We have approximately around 700 to date. 
What the financial institutions can then do is work in three ways. And this is how generally, you know, the participants in the capital markets work on this. The first is really getting this information on publicly listed companies and understanding what are the trends that we're finding? You know, how are companies in a specific sector getting ready on a net zero journey or lagging behind, um, trying to arrive at averages? The second is really in terms of engaging with those companies which have not even started on this journey. So getting CDP data to understand, you know, which of them need to really start working on developing roadmaps. The second area which we work with is the financial institution itself. Now it's common knowledge that for financial institutions, the emissions really lie within their portfolio. And in a recent estimate that we had checked, financial institutions on an average, um, I think their portfolio related emissions or the financed emissions and those terms are interchangeable and we can discuss that separately. The financed emissions end up being about 700 times their own operational emissions. And that in itself, we think is underestimated. And so I think for the financial institutions themselves, it's really getting a stock of what are the emissions that currently lie within your portfolio. And for the financial institutions that have started setting net zero goals for themselves, CDP then helps them actually develop the roadmaps for their net zero journeys. Okay, so now how can CDP integrate this scale of climate and environmental best practices into the financial markets on an ongoing basis so that it's useful for investors? Absolutely, so for financial institutions that are signatories of CDP, they get raw corporate data. So all of the corporates, the, the corporates that respond to CDP, their information, the raw information, we don't work with that information. Um, we, we use it essentially as a tool for financial institutions to receive all of that information and then work on their own stewardship and engagement with their portfolio companies. And I think that's specifically important because that data helps you assess, analyze, and forecast. And that's really what is needed for financial decision-making. The second area where we work in terms of integration is with respect to providing all of this data to ESG data providers or environmental, social, and governance data providers. We've, you know, we've, we work with some of the largest in the world, um, MSCI, Bloomberg, FTSE Russell, S&P. This information is fed to them so they can then work with their own financial clients in terms of modeled data sets. The third area that CDP works is it actually develops its own methodologies and emissions data modeling. We, for example, today we, we have a greenhouse gas modeled emissions data set of over 7,000 companies globally. So if you are a, you know, a, a small financial institution or boutique financial institution that requires ready data sets to develop averages, you know, work with companies in certain sectors, you can just reach out to us and understand what this data provides. We also have taken it a step further. And this is a little technical, but one of the areas that we found financial institutions 
were struggling a bit was really understanding the ambition that lied within an emission reduction target. And what I mean by this is you could have one company in, let's say, a manufacturing sector, which says, we've set emission reduction target on an absolute basis. Another company in the same sector says, we've set it on an intensity basis. A third one says we've set it on you know, a sector decarbonization approach basis. Now, a financial institution has a lot of you know, a lot of factors to decide in financial decision-making. Climate is one of them. You know, they don't want to be climate experts. They are financial experts. And so this information needs to be distilled in a manner that's, that's easy, that's accessible and ready to use. And so what we've done is we've taken all of these and we synth we've synthesized each of those ambitions to say, if you have an emissions reduction target of, you know, any of these and you're working with certain methodologies, this is how far or close your ambition is to net zero. So we've developed these temperature ratings methodologies for ready use for financial institutions as well. Pratima, that, given the, the scope that you mentioned earlier of what financed emissions are about in a financial institution's portfolio strategies, you mentioned that it's 700 times their operating um, expenses or, or uh, their own operating costs, right, as a, as a firm. So how do they gather all of that other information or how do you help them provide all of that information to them for these larger analytics uh, across their entire portfolio? It seems like a, an enormous process that um, uh, I would imagine by the time they, they get through one cycle of it, they're starting the next cycle the next day. <laughs> Is it like that? <laughs> well, they gather financial accounting information similarly, right? So yes. this is this is a set of information that they need to to gather in terms of making better decisions. And that's that's sort of how I see it. I see. It's not an easy task because it hasn't been done before. So clearly there's a learning curve for all financial institutions. In fact, I think our last report when we had 300 financial institutions report to us, and they report to us annually as well, globally. Only 25% of them were able to provide financed emissions reporting for some of their asset classes, not all. And that's where, you know, the average was about 700 times their own operational emissions. This is also the reason why I say this is likely underestimated. Because if they were to kind of put in all of the asset classes, uh, this would will, this will likely exceed. Now, the to get started, I think, I think the easiest way is to use the information that we already provide. So whether it's the raw data we provide, if you're a signatory with us, and we've, we've got sovereign wealth funds with, that are signatories with us and want to you know, get started on the financed emissions journey. So everyone's you know, thinking about this very strategically as of now. You could get the raw data from us. You could work on the emissions model data, data set that we've already built. 
or you could directly ask the companies themselves to report in any which form that you'd like. What CDP has done is from a public market perspective, we actually provide what is the level of index coverage emissions we already have in the system. So, you know, if you are a financial institution that invests in the public markets today, you could get a sense of what is the coverage we have for you know, the S&P 500, for example. We've also started expanding across asset classes, you know, noting that a lot of the financial institutions not just invest in public markets, but they have also private market investments, or it could be a bank that wants to get information on its lending clients, or it's an insurance company that needs to get information on its underwriting. So what we have done is right now, as of now, we've expanded our offering to financial institutions that would like to get information from their private markets portfolio. We also now have a banks program where banks could start asking their clients from which they feel they need to start understanding what the emissions are uh, from their loans portfolio. And we'll be expanding that. We, we, we've also started, uh, you know, we've had some financial institutions and, and governments, actually, some national governments would like to understand what the public authorities have in terms of emissions um, and what are the goals they're setting for themselves. So these are some of the areas that we're starting to help financial institutions start gathering this information. But of course, realizing this is a journey, um, this is not going to happen overnight. Yes, I was just thinking that we now have a significant regulatory infrastructure that's uh, either already in place or is going into place in order to um, analyze and report on emissions, both in the EU and in the U.S. Uh, markets. Uh, in the U.S., the SEC has uh, uh, its uh, regulatory infrastructure out for comment right now, and that's also true in the European market. So as you're suggesting, this is a, a, a work in progress, and it will keep changing and developing over time. So I'm assuming that that's what CDP will continue doing, is offering services and processes for developing these reporting protocols and for working within the protocols that exist at a particular point in time. I you know, just want to uh, mention one other point. You, you, you said that uh, the 700 times operating uh, expenses came from a, 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 a percentage of the companies that are reporting, and that was a portion of what they were reporting. So it, it, it's pretty clear that there's a long journey ahead uh, for companies and for reporting and meeting the regulatory infrastructures. How are corporations factoring that into their own development of their sustainability goals? I would say the larger corporates have started thinking along these lines already. So CDP is a founding partner of the Science-Based Targets Initiative, which as you may be aware, is today the gold standard in terms of you know, setting the frameworks for net zero and the methodologies, as well as defining what is net zero. And there are about 2,400 companies today globally that have committed or had their targets validated through the Science-Based Targets Initiative. Now, these companies 
you know, are really on the journey of having a transformational business model that aligns with a low carbon economy. And they need to communicate that to investors on any emission reduction targets they have, the net zeros that they have set for themselves, and how from a climate perspective, they are a strong investment case, given their preparedness to climate change. Now, from a financial institution side, it of course helps you know, with two areas of you know, corporate setting these goals. One is of course, understanding the emission-related risks that are currently within their own portfolio, and just to give an example of that, you know, if, if we if we price carbon at even let's say, you know, thirty dollars per ton of greenhouse gas equivalent, I mean, I think the IMF recommends it at a hundred, but let's start with a thirty. Then, you know, what are the implications, financial implications of those emissions within portfolios? So, understanding that and the reduction targets that companies are setting is really where, you know, will benefit financial institutions to understand their own net zero pathway in terms of what should their allocation be, in terms of asset allocations, what should their investment strategies be, and then understanding you know, from current financed emissions where they should head to for 2050 with interim targets. I see. Okay. So those are uh, current calculations focused on very long-term goals, right? And that's, uh, that's where the 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 state of reporting is these days. So let's talk a little bit about supply chain disclosure because we we know that this is a major challenge for all global companies. Give us some examples of best practices for integrating CDP data into the supply chain procurement process. CDP's supply chain program, I think probably started around 2014. It was actually spearheaded by a couple of multinationals that came to us saying, hey, we're already developing the structured data for financial institutions and our investors. We'd like our suppliers to actually start reporting along similar lines. So it gets, you know, we end up with a cohesive data set that actually, you know, helps us engage better and understand what really lies within our value chains. So that's really what set off CDP's supply chain program. Today, we have a little over 260 multinationals globally that ask their supply chains to report through CDP for gathering all of the structured data. It's not an easy task. You know, it's, it's, it's an engagement activity, really. But I think the communication of the net zero targets that this multinational is setting for itself and understanding that it will not be achieved if the supply chain doesn't come along, is really where you know, the crux of achieving net zero comes from. Some of the best cases that we have seen is where multinationals join us on a call with their suppliers. And you know, for a disclosure cycle, we explain to suppliers what it is that you know, the, the multinational is asking for. But even before that, the multinational actually comes out and says, these are the targets we've set for ourselves up to 2050, that feels like a long way away. This is what we've set for ourselves in the next three to five years. This is what we're setting for ourselves in terms of reduction targets in five to 10 years. These are the sustainability supply chain programs that we're coming with to reward procurement, um, you know, procurements that meet our sustainability goals. 
that resonates very strongly with suppliers because they get a sense of timelines. They get a sense of significance in terms of financial output, and they get a sense of you know, where their client is really heading for and what, it, what is the actual ask from, from this multinational. And I think these are some of the best cases that we've seen where a multinational or even a financial institution where they want to ask from their own portfolio companies really comes along the journey with CDP to communicate and align the message. So CDP facilitates this process with the companies and through their supply chain members as well. That sounds like a, a, a very good way to proceed, especially with the new regulatory regimes that uh, all of these companies are having to meet, both uh, in uh, the EU, the UK, and the US, and, and over time, of course, uh, even in the developing markets. So, Pratima, where online can Sustainable Finance Podcast listeners learn more about the important work that CDP is doing with major corporations around the world? And how can they get in touch with you about the issues that we've discussed on today's program? If you are a financial institution, the easiest is to just reach us at investor at cdp.net and we'll, we'll reach out to you for you know, understanding what, what your specific ask is. Our website as a not-for-profit has a ton of information on getting started on a net zero journey. So I would highly recommend that you visit our website. We annually update our questionnaires. We annually update our guidance. We annually update all of the reports and research that we come with. So there is, there is a, a lot of information. Our methodologies are also public. So if you don't want to buy data sets from us, but would like to build this in-house and want to understand how to go about it, we have our temperatures methodology, which is public and on our website. So you could use that and develop it in-house. And if you're a corporate, the easiest is all of the links that we've provided on our website, which will put you in touch with some person within CDP who can assist you. Great. Well, thanks again very much. Pratima Divji, Head of Capital Markets, CDP North America. And for our listeners, tune in again next week for another episode. I'm Paul Ellis, and this is the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Sustainable.